0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: I helped you out this morning. I cleared the whole desk off. I, I the noticed stuff on that. The What's up with that? I brought the chair over. What is uh, wrong? This I is a know. different G. You get
2: wispy at the, your, your buddy's wedding yeah. the other day. Come in here. You, you move stuff off the desk.
1: Mm. Move the chair. I've put got it in I don't know. I, I what I don't, happened? I keep my inner circle very, very tight, oh, right? Uh-huh. And the people that are in there, uh-huh. this guy that got married's in there, right? Because I see you every day. You're, you're in. There. Okay. So I like to take care of those oh. people. You know, the people that are on the outside of that. I yeah. You know, it's not like I'm mean to them. I just ignore. Right. Totally. They they don't exist. I don't need any. Right. Of that. Feel you. So I just okay. I take care of the inner circle. Got gotcha. you. Yeah, that's all. Good to be there. So I just wanted to make sure well, you're back. For I, care of I you me. knew you flew back last night. You had a rough day. Yeah, well, because rough, you, rough evening flight you just, got delayed. You weren't yeah, feeling well. Little jinx. I wanted to make sure everything was nice for L- you. This little morning.
2: jinx from you. Yeah, that's all.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's, that's thank all. Thank you. Uh, but I am back to full health. I'm good. Yesterday was you look slimmer. Yeah. Well, <laughs> thank about you. Twenty pounds lighter. Yeah. Yesterday, it's, huh? Eighteen actually. <laughs> Eighteen close. <laughs> Uh, but I'll take twenty. Yeah, that was uh, it. Was a long day, but uh, but I'm back. Uh, so, and I was welcome back. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, so last night, Monday Night Football. Uh, I don't want to totally ignore the Lions and what they've done early on in this season and how they played last night in the road. A team that on the road y- you can never trust. It's just one of those teams. The Steelers on the road are never the same. The Saints on the road are never, never the same. The Lions are always in that conversation of when they go on the road, they play poorly. But this, to me, was about the New York Giants. And and I know that you were really high on them. I thought they are going to be pretty good. Um, and they are putrid. And the worst part about their situation right now is the fact that I, how much is going to change for them the rest of the year? Now, they get old. L. Beckham Jr. back. Everybody's fired up. It's the home opener for them. He's dancing in the pregame. This team's going to be back. That was the reason why the offense stunk last week was no old L. Beckham Jr. And then Eli Manning comes out, and this offensive line gets all the blame. And no, they're not that good, especially at the tackle position. But Eli Manning has been atrocious these first two weeks. Even his touchdown pass to Evan Ingram, he's lucky Evan Ingram is as athletic as he is. The guy was wide open and have someone in a 10-yard radius around him. He barely got the ball to him. And then the pick that he threw to Evan Ingram clearly way behind him, mm-hmm. just a bad, bad throw. He's down at the goal line in the third quarter. Lets the clock expire when they're going for it on fourth down. Probably should have kicked the field goal anywhere to make it 17-10, but he's down there. He can't even get the playoff with of the <laughs> clock right in front of him at home. So if you want to complain about their offensive line, that's an easy way out. But it's really, to me, it's about Eli Manning and the fact that this offense, led by him, has been atrocious. It's across the board. Everyone
2: can point the finger at themselves. And if you, you want to make good corn tortillas, you got to have some good corn. They have not. Up front, Eli hasn't been uh, that consistent. You're right about the touchdown pass to Ingram. Uh, Ingram climbs the ladder and goes up and catches it. You got to get a little height on that ball. You got someone covering that seam. But still, uh, that ball should be on the money. Now, there were some drops. Brandon Marshall, he threw a dime to Brandon Marshall down the sideline. Marshall uh, just just whiffed on on that. But uh, he is probably shell-shocked at this point two games into the the season. Uh, They can't run the ball to save their lives. And I know last year they couldn't run the ball either. So maybe they should just get into spread formation you got Odell Beckham back. Get in the spread formation and just chunk it. Dink and dunk. Maybe that sh- it should be the way they go. Usually you run the ball to open up the passing game. Maybe they should flip that and, and try to pass the ball to open up the running game because uh, they have – th- but that being said, uh, can they block long enough for uh, Eli Manning to get the ball off or do they have to go through some quick hitters? I, I know they're scratching their heads over there as far as – what should be our philosophy moving forward? Because they cannot run to say the lives, and they can't protect uh, the ball they, on the defensive side of the ball. You without your your best corner in Janoris Jenkins, so that doesn't help. Uh, you without a, a very good young linebacker and B.J. Goodson, that doesn't help your defense. But still, you, you did enough. Uh, on defense, you give up at 17 points. The other touchdown right. was on the, the punt, punt return. return. Uh, you do enough to keep your team in the ball game. Just no offense to speak of. You know that Beckham Jr. made a couple of catches here and there, but he didn't really affect change down the field. But you look at Detroit, they wanted to bracket him. They double teamed him. They made sure they focused on him. And they've got some good young players. You're right. They are up and coming.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt. And Matt Stafford, a lot of people said, why are you paying that guy that much money? Well, he's, he's got something to prove, mm-hmm. I think. I'm sure he's really happy with that contract. But with that contract comes a lot of responsibility and a burden, in a sense, to, to prove your worth. And I know that he wants to win whether he's getting paid like the highest payer, player in the league or not. Um, but you know, th- this team is a team that's pretty balanced on on both sides of the ball. And certainly in a in a tough NFC North is going to have an, an uphill battle to get to the postseason, but a great start for them. And you're right about that running game; it's just disgusting. And when you see around the league all these rookie running backs and you know guys coming out of nowhere, your third round picks and fourth and fifth round picks, you know, uh, Tariq Cohen of the the Bears is a guy that they, you don't even see him in the preseason. He's a huge part of that offense and the Giants with Paul Perkins and, and Vereen and Orleans Darkwa are doing, I mean, they're Great doing name. nothing, absolutely nothing. So I, I'm with you. That what they should do, because I, I have much more faith in the pass catchers, and especially if Eli, this is where Ben McAdoo, if he's such an offensive genius, needs to tailor this offense to the strengths that they have and, and spread them out, boom, dink and dunk, Make the running game something that catches you off guard. Run maybe a no huddle to make mm-hmm. sure that the offense gets in some sort of rhythm. Because what they're doing now is is, is so incredibly ineffective. It's all-time bad from it's the standpoint of scoring points in the first two weeks of an NFL season. They've scored fewer points. I The stat, I, I had it. I should have written it down. But I think it's the fewest points in weeks one and two that an NFL team has scored since, like, 1983. Uh, in in the first two weeks of the season, uh, that's Damn. how that's how bad. You weren't even born. Uh, yeah, it was, 82. Oh yeah, I was Wait, One. Yeah, I was one year old. See, yes. Good for you. A that's year. why they're doing it now, so you can... it's an awesome year. <laughs> yeah, it was no great. No responsibility. <laughs> I Just could
2: poop all your <laughs> right wherever Jesus. I wanted to, yeah. and it was okay
1: and yeah. acceptable. I could I could cry mm. and was not judged. Eighty two. Um, uh.
2: Yeah, that was a cool year. in High school. It was good.
1: Oh, I'm sure you were. I think
2: no, junior high. That was junior high, yeah. Man. Still good. Oh, I bet it good was. For got you. bust across town. Yeah, mm, mm, mm. that was. Yeah. <laughs> Once we got, you know, the races, we got found out we could coexist. Oh, yeah. Was, that's that that's, was going on that. there, oh, huh? Yeah, man. Come awesome. On. Awesome. Bring all them brothers across town. Come on. You How know were we you could. received? Not well at first. Yeah. No, no, Figured no. As we much, had, huh? There were some fisticuffs, but mm. then uh, now lifelong friends. Yeah, we're Look at all that. cool. Yeah, You're
1: fighting and friends. We, We. <laughs> Worked it out. A fracas and a friendship. (laughs) The story of getting busted across town in Lubbock area, Texas, in the early 80s. Friendship. Yeah. Or death. Right. Uh, (laughs) So Eli Manning isn't just drawing our ire. Nope. How about Ben McAdoo, who Mm. last night decided to take his opportunity in front of the media to basically call out his future Hall of Fame quarterback who's got a couple of Super Bowl rings. Sloppy quarterback play. Quarterback and the center need to be on the same page there. we got to get the ball snapped.
0: Why did you call a timeout?
1: Because we have a veteran quarterback who's played a lot of football. I expect us to get the ball snapped.
0: The the
1: Usually the, the clock goes from uh, 3, 2, 1, 0. Once it hits 0, they, they look at the ball, look at the clock. Usually have a tick once it hits 0 to get the ball snapped. Yeah, well, of course he's right about all of this, yeah. and he's talking about the de- delay of game penalty about five minutes ago in the third quarter, uh, with the game at seventeen to seven. But what does saying all that do in a positive way for Ben McAdoo and the Giants? You think that Eli Manning doesn't know that that was a mistake? You think that Eli Manning's not capable of looking at the play clock, and when he's someone as respected as that? and the coach is sloppy and we've got a veteran quarterback and I expect this stuff. It's not like he's got a history of being terrible with mismanaging the play clock. Yeah, he hasn't played well the first couple of weeks, but I don't think it's a good thing for a head coach now in his second year to be throwing that type of stuff out there at a post-game media conference when you're talking about you know an all-timer in Eli Mann. Yeah, the last guy I want to alienate is my quarterback, and
2: Eli understands that was a huge misstep for that offense in that situation, his team in that situation, and just trying to hang on to any kernel of, of positivity that they could possibly find, and and for Ben McAdoo to take that route, he should have gone oh, Jason Garrett, man, just clap or something. Yeah. I mean, that that's the wrong guy to get on. Eli is, he he's keenly aware that that cannot happen there. You're on the goal line. You've got to be aware of the situation. If it's a young quarterback in there, and we've talked about this for the last half thing he's worried about is the play clock. He's just trying to make sure he has the the call correct and the snap count correct, and he gets the guys to the line of scrimmage, and then i got to read a defense. When you're on the goal line, you pretty much don't have to unless you're the Tennessee quarterback Quentin Dormady who calls a pass play when you're on the one-yard line checks out of a run play, but that's neither here nor there, but but Eli, the guy has been battle tested. Leave him alone. You don't have to do that. Yeah. Eli is, is, knows that that cannot happen in that situation. And now for McAdoo, who is, as you mentioned, a second year at the helm, and for him to come in and 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 really throw shade at at his his quarterback. Wow, I was I was surprised to hear those comments. And hopefully he will pull Eli aside
1: and say, listen, dog, my bad. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those moments, I think, when you're emotional in that moment in front of the media and you wake up the next day and go, boy, I shouldn't have done that. I mean, that was that was not good. I got to go and talk to Eli about it. It, just, it. it does not look good for Ben McAdoo. I, it wouldn't have looked good for Tom Coughlin either if he had done that. It's just it's just not a guy you go after, now, especially now if Eli Manning – had just it happened four times to him in the game, or there's been a history of the first two weeks and the end of last year of him letting the play clock run out in key situations, and, and and Ben McAdoo had finally had enough of it, then fine. But in this particular situation, I thought the Monday Night Football broadcast didn't do enough to point out how bad that was, though. It was a bad moment. I don't think the coach needs to call out the quarterback, but it was a terrible moment yeah, for they that mentioned offense.
2: It, that, and and Jay, uh, John Gruden said, that, you know, there's definitely something that can't... Happened, and and anybody that knows football is is up on that notion, and they, you know they didn't want to beat Eli Manning as much as uh, beat him over the top of the head about it as much as his head coach did. Yeah, but uh, they they mentioned it, and and, and you, you I anybody who's watching the game that knows the game was sitting there shaking their head. You, are you re- really first well, you they get a holding on. call right down there? Mm-hmm. That's inexcusable, and, and now you allow the play clock to go down. That you know, compounds the situation, especially when you have a,
1: a veteran quarterback, a seasoned quarterback, got its one, two Super Bowls. If yeah, they had all the players from, or most of the players from that 2007 team out there, they were celebrating the Super Bowl 42 victory, Eli Manning to David Tyree, then to Plaxico. I think still the most impressive postseason run in NFL history, what they were able to do and knocking off the Cowboys and the Divisionals and going into Lambeau, the NFC Championship game, into freezing mm-hmm. cold, and then, of course, taking out the undefeated New England Patriots. But it almost looked like Eli should have taken off his pads and just put on the jersey and <laughs> joined them <laughs> because all those other guys were Woo! done in their career. That's... remember when? We were good. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I'd totally forgotten about as a player was Antonio Pierce until I saw him oh, that last the ball. night. Yeah, I know. I know he was a Ooh, good. Yeah. He was a really good player. I just yeah. totally forgotten about the guy, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, that's yeah. right, Antonio Pierce." Oh, they had a good linebacking court. Yeah, it's nothing worse when you have like a celebration like that and it just falls flat. Like, think about we saw a couple of ones turn out the other way, a good way. The Atlanta Falcons open up the new stadium, yeah. and they they're able to celebrate that in a more somber tone. The Steelers at home against. The Vikings and Dan Rooney. They're honoring him. It's a first home game without Dan Rooney. And they go out and beat the snot out of the Minnesota Vikings. And then you have this one where everybody's going nuts. They're celebrating 2007. They come back 0 1. People are fired up. It's still nice weather in New York. And then they went
2: from going nuts at the beginning of that ball game to booing after the initial series. Yeah. <laughs> like the play call, they, the Giants don't pick up a first down. They're already booing. It's like they couldn't wait to pounce the
1: Giants fans. Yeah. I, I still, the, the Lions, I, I can't I can't trust them yet. And I, I don't think that that, it, they're one of those teams that I have to see them now go and, and win a playoff game or two for me to believe that they're, they're anything I need to pay attention to. And it's just so tough. When you've got Aaron Rodgers in that division as well, for me to for me to trust him. That's why last night to me was more about the Giants than it was the Lions. Well,
2: I, I like the Lions and what they're they're putting together. I think they said there's 24, 25 new players on that roster. They look a hell of a lot faster. You got Riddick, a former wide receiver at the running back position at Notre Dame. You, you got Amir Abdullah out of uh, Nebraska, a uh, hell of an athlete. Uh, he he's small in stature, but he ran with so much power last night. I just don't recall him running like that when he was at Nebraska. He just he could scoot, make you miss, and embarrass you, break some ankles. But the power in which he he ran with, running behind his his pads, that was impressive. Now the key for them and Amir Abdullah specifically stay healthy. Uh, we're two games into this thing. It's a long season, of course. So if they can stay healthy and then they can spread you out with the speed. They have a tailback. You got Marvin Jones, excellent wide receiver. Still can't understand why Cincinnati Bengals allowed him to to, to walk. And and you got Ebert, Now looks like he may be coming into his own. And, and defensively, they got some studs that can get after the quarterback. I love Jared Davis. I hope he's okay probably in the concussion protocol after that push in the back by Odell Beckham, and then he ran it head first into – uh, the ball carrier so this guy can fly around one of my favorite players ever ever out of the University of Florida a year ago so uh, they've got some great talent on this football team can they stay healthy and can they become a consistent football team
1: I think Carson Palmer is done is Eli getting close to that or is he a victim of an offensive line that's not doing its job in a running game I don't know the Giants are probably going to figure this out by the end of the season Do you I'm think- loving this you, oh, of course you are. Well, I mean, especially after the pathetic performance, and that's another thing to think what? about. That wasn't pathetic. Oh, it was just awful. It just got beat brutal. Just an ass whooping. <laughs> um, but the fact that the uh, talk about my Cowboys, America The Denver Broncos went and put a whooping on that Dallas defense, and the Giants' offense. Looked the way it did against that Dallas team. Well, defense. Dallas didn't have any secondary
2: left. That's why. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. And they were tired. Yeah, they've been tired. reading their press clippings after they beat the Giants. Altitude,
2: right? It was that. Al- yeah. Have you ever played that altitude? Uh, <laughs> you think you breathe at sea level? Yeah, that that one you year I spent with the Chiefs. At, yeah,
1: we went there. <laughs> I remember. Hard time breathing at sea level. Try that altitude. Yeah. I remember the first time I played altitude. I had ten carries, forty yards. I thought I looked, my role I, would be bigger.
2: But. I looked like that sea creature that washed up after Harvey. That's what oh. I looked like trying to
1: breathe at altitude the first time. Yeah, <laughs> that thing was gray, though, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what I looked like. Oh, okay. I turned gray. Eight five five two one two four CBS. You think Eli's done? Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Just getting started. We're coming right back. Give us a call right now. Eight five five two one two four CBS. And someone on Twitter thought we were hypocrites for saying that, you know, Jason Garrett should say more about his guys, you know, when when he's angry uh, about the performances. He didn't say enough, but then we criticized Ben McAdoo for calling out his quarterback. No, no, and no, 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 no. Every no. circumstance is different. And there's a way to do it. Every, Jason Garrett never says anything ever, ever. When he's, there's a lot of controversial things that happen in the organization. He never says a thing about it. He defers he's just somebody, he's a, he's a a puppet but with Ben McAdoo, he's also got younger players i mean he's got he's got two second year players at two of his most important positions on offense which is a little bit different than a guy who's won two super bowls right. and has been in the league since 2004
2: yes so and and we always say there there are a ton of personalities in a locker room and you don't treat everyone the same and you especially don't call out your Super Bowl two time Super Bowl winning quarterback two not time. in that fa- in that fashion. That yep. two time. Yep. You don't do that. There's a way to approach him and a way to handle that situation. And this guy has Eli Manning's forgotten more football than we know, and he understands the magnitude of that mistake in that particular situation. So for Ben McAdoo to go out there, who hadn't done anything as a head coach to speak of, he got him to the playoffs last year. Okay, but really. What has he done? For him to f- drop his quarterback into Greece like that, that was just wrong. Oh, you, you, you go out and say, hey, it was a big mistake.
1: That shouldn't happen. Next question. Before we get to Bogus, Andre in Sacramento wants to weigh in on Eli Manning. Andre, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Good, man. What's well, up? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm actually – I don't think Eli Manning is done – Um, reminds me of the Cowboys. Um, a few years ago, even when they had Romo, they were okay. But last year when they got Elliott, their offense just went off. So, um, I think Romo just needs, you know, help running the ball and maybe if they could pick up someone that's available, like I think LeGarrette Blunt is available. Um, just bring some more power to the running game. Yeah, I think you got Eli and Romo confused there in the end, but I know what you're saying. Uh, you know, I don't know how how easy that is. You got to remember where LeGarrette Blunt is right now. So I mean, he didn't he didn't get cut yesterday, and I missed it. Right. I mean, he's he's with the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. You think the Giants and the Eagles are going to make a trade within the division? Nah. So don't they play each other next two? Yeah, they yeah. do. That next ain't week. Happening, dog. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> so if you got released, sure. I mean, that happens yeah. all the time. Right. Guy, a guy within the division gets released. Another team in the division picks yeah. him up. Yeah. Um, maybe he'll go and hang out with Levine and they'll smoke a few and he will get released. Listen, if, if, yeah, that's right. That that, that did happen. Mm-hmm. Um and I I thought that was a big conspiracy there. That well, remember he didn't get cut for smoking, he got cut for leaving the sideline. Oh, that's right, sideline, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was all yeah. that was orchestrated by Bill Belichick. Uh-huh. That's so what you do. You leave the sideline, that's gonna tick off I Tomlin. I you, promise you we're gonna you, pick get you cut. Up and then will yeah. pick you right up. Become in support, and we'll pick you up. I think that's, that's what exactly happened. what happened. I'm telling you, man, it did. Boom. It did. But if if Jerry Reese, the Giants general manager, couldn't fix their issues in the offseason running back and offensive line, you're telling me mm-hmm. before the trade deadline mm-hmm. he's going to be able to pick guys up of a scrap heap? And everybody knows if you're trying going to gonna make a deal now, and they know that the Giants offensive line stinks, I mean, they're going to fleece him for everything that they have as far as draft picks and anything else. So it's going to be very tough to fix those Issues with adding personnel Andrew Bogus is here with an update Hey man
0: Good morning my best friends Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. made his season debut on Monday Night Football So he got to see the Giants suck on offense up close and personal He didn't provide any detailed solutions After the 24-10 loss to the Lions in Jersey Stay
2: positive Um, Stay with each other and and just get better each and every day. Um, We're only going to go where we take it, so it's up to us. It's in our hands.
0: Even Russell Wilson thought that was cheesy. Beckham caught only four (laughs) passes for 36 yards. His team stayed close to the Lions with defense, but not enough offense. Eli Manning sacked five times, threw a pick that led to Detroit's second touchdown and took a bad delay of game penalty in the third that forced the Giants to settle for a field goal. They are 0-2. Matt Stafford's team is 2-0. We did a nice job. Um, you know, a couple times tonight, um, getting it in the end zone early, and uh, let our defense kind of do what they're doing, man. They're playing really at a high level at the moment. Stafford threw touchdown passes to Marvin Jones and Eric Ebron. Ziggy Ansah had three of those five sacks. The Colts have ruled out Andrew Luck in his shoulder for week three. Falcons linebacker Vic Beasley reportedly had a month with a hamstring Jeez. tear. Wow. And Cowboys coach Jason Garrett says he'll meet with Ezekiel Elliott to discuss the running back's lack of effort in Sunday's loss. in Denver Elliott twice chose not to pursue a Bronco that had just picked off Dak Prescott. The Yankees won. The Red Sox were down five, but Boston rallied to Baltimore. 2-2 pitch. Swing, ground ball, right side, through for a base hit. Here comes one run. Here
1: comes Bogart. It's a throw to the plate. Cut off. A two-run single. Andrew Benintendi and the Red
0: Sox lead 10-8. That's Joe Castiglione on Red Sox Radio Boston. A 10-8 win in 11 in Baltimore to stay three games ahead of the Yankees in the AL East. New York held off Minnesota 2-1. The Diamondbacks losing their second straight 4-2 in San Diego. A 4-3 loss for the Dodgers in Philly, and the Brewers beat the Pirates 3-0. Milwaukee's now two games behind Idle Colorado for the second NL wildcard, three and a half behind the Cubs in the Central. And Andrew Bogut is signing a one-year deal with the Lakers, worth the veterans' minimum of $2.3 million. Bogut missed the end of last season after breaking his leg in his Cavs debut in February. Guys? All right, Bogus, thanks. So,
1: Brian, you made a couple of predictions before the season. And did I? yeah, and, and Did you make some? Uh, no, I did not make as many as you. No. Oh, I made a lot? Uh, right. You did. Because um, you did a lot of the college. I didn't do the, the playoff. The, the college thing was mm-hmm. the one you had to do more because you do the college football analysis. Sometimes, yeah. Uh, yes. You, right. you do a right. little bit of that. Uh-huh. Uh, but in the NFL, when we had to do that video, yeah. we had to pick a, a Super Bowl representative mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. each conference. Mm-hmm. We had to pick a surprise team. Yeah, and your surprise team was the Cincinnati Bengals in a good way. Yeah, and they've been surprising no. in a bad. way? I said I'm going to be surprised if they start two and zero. Oh yeah, well,
2: instead of zero oh and two, right? Yeah, and that was before Burfick was
1: suspended, right? You know what? I was thinking about that stat just now. Didn't the Bengals the Bengals got shut out the first two weeks? How could that stat be right? I got to go back and read that by uh, the, the stat? Giants not being able to score points. Huh. Maybe it was a yardage thing. I'm not sure. Um but right. uh but it, 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 was, it couldn't have been points because the Bengals got shut out the first two weeks, okay, my surprise team stinks right now, okay, yeah. and right. the other one was you you picked the Giants to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl yeah, so oh, man, a lot of football left, ton of football left now who was your surprise team? Oh, they haven't scored a touchdown. that's what I'm sorry I keep, they haven't scored a touchdown, they didn't get shut out right they, they haven't scored a touchdown. your surprise team was the cowboys in a bad way, I said oh. So. Oh, so still, you're... still, jury still out. Oh, okay. And your NFC representative was... Yeah, it was the Packers. Wasn't really going out all in.
2: Oh, so okay. So one, yeah, one I and either. one. Yeah, I rough too. week last week. Yeah, yeah. It was that
1: was rough. All right. So you tell me, I got a chance? No, you, no. Well, no? I guess you do. Yeah, maybe. Oh, okay. maybe. But right. it just doesn't, you know. And then you pick two teams in the your your original playoff that lost in the first couple of weeks, which is fine. That that was
2: baked in the cake. I was. Yeah. Because Florida State and Auburn, they can get back in this thing inside
1: the cake. It was in, that was baked into into the cake. Yeah. We had we had we both had a good week of picks. I think you ended up four and two. Yeah, I ended up five and one. Well, so that's a pretty good you week. You
2: had you had a better week. I yeah. did. Yep.
1: This Damn is a this is, this is the rubber them. match here. In the I won the picks last year. You killed me the first year. Mm-hmm. So this is a big one. Years huge. The rubber match for Sorry. all the marbles.
2: So are we counting week one or no?
1: Yeah, we are because we made picks. We just yeah, and flipped it around. Who won that week? I did. You won. A I'm nine and three. Ninety three. And I am uh, five. I <laughs> know, <laughs> four. I don't know what. you You were one four and one, right? In the first week. Ah, uh, okay. One four and one, and okay. four and two. So you're five six and one. What? Yep. Five six and one. Yep. Because you were 1-4-1 and one in the first week. Terrible first week. Yeah. So, okay. it's all right. You, you bounce back in week two for you crying out loud. got a four-game lead on me, man? That sucks. Yeah, well, get used to it, man. Okay, get used to it. Get yeah. used to it. Whatever. Here we go. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Evan Ingram last night catches that touchdown pass. And I used to blame the NFL and the officials when flags were thrown on celebrations because it was a stupid rule. But now that they've loosened up on that, and said that there's a whole bunch of stuff that you can do now yeah. in celebrating. Matter of fact, we did it here. Right. We gave him some ideas, right? We did. We did. shot videos of us yeah. celebrating. And they give you a specific group of things you can't do. Right. If you do one of those things, now you're the idiot. So things have changed because the NFL has said you're allowed to do all this stuff. You can do group celebrations, whatever. Just don't do any sexual things. Right. And then Evan Ingram blatantly grabs his junk, Mm -hmm. and then they get the 15-yard pass. Yeah, I
2: was worried about that. Come on. Come on. Come on, dawg. Now, you know, the first little dance he was doing, that was cool. I don't know what that's called, but it was cool. And then, yeah, he had to go and do that. Why? Why? Right? Why? Who do you think you are, Marshawn Lynch?
1: Yeah, not a good What's one. What's wrong with you? Right. You
2: can't do that. I mean, Joe Buck's kids are watching. Oh.
1: <laughs> are you crazy, man? I hated that take from Joe Buck. back Oh, in the I day.
2: did too. That's why just I just worst. brought it up.
1: That's the worse.
2: My kids are watching, Randy. Yeah, you You're go- rubbing your
1: booty on the goalpost. I know a fake moon. Come on. Yeah, ah, come on. This is worse than a fake moon. Yeah. C- Crotch grab. Come on, dog. I couldn't get to sleep because of that. I was tossing and turning. Oh, it's terrible. But it really? is, but I, I mean, still, it's not the biggest deal in the world. But do any number of a gazillion things you're allowed to right? do. Get a little creative. You don't have to grab your junk in Say the Say that zone. for the club, man. What's wrong with you? Say that for Catch when you're doing a dance off <laughs> yeah, with Russell Westbrook. Yeah. And Odell
2: Beckham, Jimmy. What the heck was that? That That's just stupid. You give him a sharp feel and all. Come on. Ingram, you're better than. Well, he went to Ole Miss. Maybe
1: not better than that. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Mm. Coming up next, an odd story with an NFL linebacker who Oof. went AWOL. He's okay, but what happened? We're coming right back. On CBS Sports Radio. Lawrence Timmons is a guy I got to know a little bit while mm-hmm. I was in Pittsburgh. He really was just an everyday dude, meaning that not that all NFL players are, are different, but just there's some guys that like to live the celebrity lifestyle and will um be flying around like Antonio Brown is a perfect example of that. He's taking advantage of and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um but he's taking advantage of his fame and his great play and his money and he's he's doing everything that I would probably do in that situation. Uh but Lawrence Timmons you could see him at the local bar playing darts uh after practice on a Wednesday and he'd just be there hanging out, he'll talk to people, never took himself too seriously. And was always willing to do interviews and and a good guy. So when I heard this story, it was more concerning to me and more personal to me than if it were another player. And if you haven't seen it, of course, with the Miami Dolphins now, he is out in L.A., to take on the the chargers mm-hmm. the Dolphins take on the chargers and he just goes missing they've
2: been there for a week they right. escaped
1: Florida because
2: of Hurricane Irma and they're
1: preparing out
2: there after their first game of the season was was uh postponed and they, they're up in Oxnard place I know fairly well uh, from my days with the LA Raiders that's where we held training camp the Cowboys whole training camp there now and so uh, the guy's up there and everything's fine uh They reported no problems, and I'm getting all this firsthand from Joe Rose. I did his show after our show yesterday when I was down in Miami, and uh, he he said you know, he queried the coaches, players. The guy's been going about his business, had a good training
1: camp, practice was going well in Oxnard, and then, boom, this happens. Yeah, he, he doesn't show up. Team doesn't know where he is. Doesn't inform the team of where he's going at all, and he ends up being found at LAX, a team representative, went to LAX, he was trying to fly back to Pennsylvania because he said he wanted to see his kid, and it's just, the reason why it's alarming is it just, a guy who's played in the NFL that long and and taken Mm -hmm. that many hits and what we know about what it can do to players, doesn't always do, but what can do to players, you wonder if at a very young age that's playing into this decision to abandon the team because he's never been a guy who would ever do something like Mm -hmm. that. And that's why if you look at all the Steelers players and their reaction to it, I mean, they were really, really worried about the guy because they know him. Because all he wants to do is show up and play. That's all he's ever wanted to do. So the fact that he bolts out of nowhere like this, that means there's something severely wrong. So we'll see if we see him the rest of the year, He's, I'm sure he's going to have to go through some sort of tests to make sure everything's okay, uh, but I hope it for the best. I hope this is something that is, is isolated and doesn't mean more, but it's, it, it's, it's sc- such a weird thing. It is you know?
2: weird. It is scary. It's so out of character uh, for, the, 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 for Timmons, and as I said, no problems whatsoever. He showed up that the team walked through Saturday, and then they couldn't locate him. So it's very odd and strange, and and we were having fun with the story because I signed with the Dolphins at a, as a Plan B free agent back in '92, uh, and they had a situation where one of the players, Alfred Oglesby, defensive lineman, came up missing, and he he said he had been kidnapped, and uh, which was a a huge ruse. He just didn't want to draw the ire of Don Shula, and it was a huge big story. So we were having fun with this this uh yesterday as you might imagine on the joe rose show because they are like us they like to uh, clown around but this is so serious and this is so strange as you mentioned those who know him best are in pittsburgh uh were just shocked uh, by this and they are there in miami as well because there were no signs no signals whatsoever that
1: something like this may occur yeah so uh, you you hope for the best and uh i'm sure it's a situation that's going to need some time. To, I'd be shocked if we saw him back on the field like immediately. Yeah. I mean, this is something that you got to take some time. Even if if this was something that didn't have to do with brain injury or CTE, I think that you have to you still got to give him a right. week, yeah. you know, at least to figure out where he's at. Uh and from that game also the, the game that ended in the missed field goal by our buddy young Youngway Koo, uh, <laughs> Anthony Lynn getting questions about the situation kicker, uh, Nick Novak has made it known that uh, he can still do some kicking. Put me in, coach, uh, and uh, and Anthony Lynn says no. We're sticking with Young Ho for the <laughs> Young Way, man. I'm yeah. sorry, Young Way for What's the time you? for the time being. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to get Anthony Lynn's reaction off the record about those two losses. <laughs> You know, I mean, you probably did. No, no, I haven't. I'd like to hear. I I have not
2: bothered him, no. Yeah. He's got enough to deal with uh, being 0-2, so no. I've steered away from that. I've wanted to, but no, I'm not going to do it.
0: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
1: I don't understand, and there's never going to be any answer to this, but I, I cannot figure out. Why certain franchises, no matter how much you change everything, still have the same crap happen to them. And the Chargers are in that number, too. It's not just the teams that I root for. I always bring up how the Vikings... I mean, it's amazing. You think about the Vikings week one, Sam Bradford mm-hmm. plays the best game of his life, and then all of a sudden, he's out week two, and it does, you don't even know about it until, like, Thursday. Um, so, the, but the San Diego, the Los Angeles Chargers, and when they were in San Diego, how many, like... Losses like this, if they had, you, you could go back to the Marty Schottenheimer and, and and that era, and then to the to to now. It seems like constantly, and whether it was regular season or or postseason, I remember
2: that one game in the postseason versus the Patriots, and LT got into it with the Patriots uh, players there in San Diego. I guess he didn't like the way they were celebrating at the end of the game or whatever. We should ask LT about that. Uh, but uh, they they have always. Come up with the short end of the stick or on the short end of the stick for some reason. I, I don't, I have no
1: idea why they can't get over that. A proverbial hump. It's just amazing how many things change. I mean, Mm -hmm. you think about organizations. and I mean, the Vikings have a new stadium, new players, new coaches. The same stuff happens to them. Yeah. You look at the Chargers move, for crying out loud, to a different city, and the same stuff is happening to them. Don't
2: get it right. I think they're a pretty good football team. And it was interesting everyone was talking about whether or not fans would show up. That little 30,000-seat stadium looked packed to me versus the Dolphins. And they were into it. Fans like they were into that ball game. I know everyone's putting these these photos out, comparing or combining the Rams' attendance and the Chargers' attendance and, and juxtapose that with USC versus Texas the other night. And wow. yes, USC packed the house. Texas had a good following. And that's something else Joe Rose brought up because my Longhorns faithful took over the hotel where the Dolphins were staying. So a lot of people traveled out to do that ball game. But uh, for the Rams, you, you expect them not to... Packed the house. They had fifty five, fifty six thousand. But the, the charges—that's good. They had thirty thousand people show up. Good for them. Place looked packed.
1: Yeah, and I'm not sure what to make of of either one of those teams. I think that you can't really judge them until that new stadium is there. And oh, you can judge
2: the Rams. You can well, judge them. Well, I'm talking—they're I mean, going to have to win. That, the popularity. That's the yeah. But,
1: yeah. Well, the Rams also had a built-in fan base there. You know, and and that's—I'm I'm not talking about how good the team is, but more, rather. You know, how they're going to go over but in that market. That was market. so
2: long ago. I mean, you, but, they're, they're trying to attract uh, the fans that weren't aware of of the Rams when they were playing there in Anaheim. I mean, when did they leave? Uh, that that has been ninety mid nineties when they yeah, left. 95, I yeah, ninety five. Yeah, somewhere around there, right? Uh, when they went when they went to St. Louis. So uh, now they're trying to attract a whole other generation. Yeah, and the only way you're going to do
1: that is if you win. Yeah, uh, right. But uh, you also had two teams leave there already, which is funny because usually in most circumstances, you say you have to learn from history, right? You know, and, and you don't let history repeat itself. You have to learn from it. And the NFL had two teams in L.A. And it was a different era. That's why I think it's going to change now, a different era of NFL football. But you had two teams leave there. Mm-hmm. So I think that – and everybody – we talked about this last week. I mean, those photos that are going out there, I mean, the only reason why – those photos happen is because people are so turned off by the NFL's greed that they want it to fail miserably. And and they jump to conclusions like right. those two teams are never going to make it because of a couple of photos of attendance right. early on in their tenure. When that brand new beautiful stadium opens and they do a whole big to-do with that and nobody's showing up then, then come to right. me and tell me that it's not working.
2: And, and, and quit pointing out the ratings were down week one. Well, when you're dealing with major storms, Harvey and then Irma, okay, take those out of the equation. Let's see if the viewership is back. Everyone is trying to find a
1: reason to doubt the NFL. Yeah, and that's that argument now, it's it's way more than just the ratings are down from last year. It's much more nuanced than that because you cannot, especially with all the streaming services that you have um that that tv ratings these days are just different mm-hmm. i mean you could watch games via the nfl mobile app you could do all sorts of things and um, are you measuring
2: the viewership at establishments bars restaurants no no you're not you're
1: just measuring the old-fashioned way in in the households yeah and the nfl is is strong and it's going to remain NFL's strong fine. i it, the people that want strong the the people who argue that the NFL's in trouble. Find me one guy that you know that was an NFL fan and then is not now. Can anybody find that person? Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I mean, I know that I am in a group or have friends who have mm-hmm. similar interests as me, and of course we talk about the NFL. We play fantasy football. I mean, maybe I'm unique, but. Mm-hmm. I think that once you're an NFL fan, you stay an NFL no, fan. No, I had to
2: wean myself off of it. I had to go to rehab. Yeah. Did you? Yeah.
1: NFL rehab?
2: Yeah. It was good, too.
1: But you're watching now. No. <laughs> I, I <laughs> baseball, with, I maybe. I agree with
2: your theory. No, I agree with your theory. Uh, if you
1: were one, uh, you know, you've know, you been one for a while, you're still one. There's no reason to stop watching. Yeah. like Baseball, I'll give you, uh, attention spans have changed. And you're not going to get maybe as many people watching three-hour baseball games every single night Mm -hmm. as people used to back in the, the 50s and 60s. It's different, or even in the 80s or 90s. These games are long. People want – that's why they put these games up like they do a rewind or whatever in an hour on some of these regional sports networks. That There's a reason why people would stop watching that. I get it. But football, what's the reason? Everybody wants to create these re- – oh, guys are taking knees and <laughs> – <laughs> no, What? Yeah. Stop it. Ridiculous. Nobody's not watching football. Everybody watches football. Everybody talks – it's all anybody talks about. Right. I can't wait for Football. Football. You need that football. You want that football. You football. gotta have it. It's football. Yeah. Football. Kids are not playing football, so football's gonna go away. Right. You don't know, play it, you gotta watch it. And wish you were playing it. I just but happy you're not. It, we gotta get to a point where we can agree that playing football can be dangerous and is dangerous yeah. and, but also it's something that's not gonna go away. We gotta because driving a car is also dangerous. And you can get into accidents and hurt yourself, but it's not going away. We got to get to that point as opposed to always saying, because it's dangerous, now it's going to go away. Stop. Stop.
2: Stop. Stop. I'm with him. Yeah, stop. Three times.
1: Stop. 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 Coming up next Jason Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, and Effort. We'll discuss it on Gio and Jones, CBS Sports Radio.